You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, world's most dangerous man, and they call me the Godfather. You're listening to Down the Aisles. Welcome to Down the Aisle Wrestling Podcast on the Sports Podcasting Network. I am Kevin Lara May, and today it's our WWE Fastlane 2016 preview show. But before we talk about the card and the build-up to this event on the WWE Network, or if you prefer that pay-per-view that will happen tomorrow night, Sunday, I just want to talk a little bit about maybe the worst MMA fight and the second worst MMA fight of all time that happened last night, Bellator 149, including friend of the show, Ken Shamrock, which uh, thank you, Ken, for the intro, by the way. And, uh, well, versus Royce Gracie. Yes, you heard that correctly. Versus Royce Gracie. Royce Gracie. So Royce Gracie won the battle. Uh, Royce Gracie won the rubber match. So Royce Gracie is, uh, well, champion of nothing. Uh, maybe the geriatric fighting championship champion, uh, Bellator G. Or as Bellator Geriatrics. Uh, so the G champion. Well, TNA had the X division. Why not create an actual belt and call it the J division? The G division. The J division. The G division, actually. Mixing my letters. But yeah, that was quite a sad showing. But before that fight last night, Royce Gracie and uh, Ken Shamrock, which I'll talk about in a second. The worst fight in MMA history took place before that. Uh, Kimbo Slice, a former glory of Elite XC and a UFC in the heavyweights, Ultimate Fighter, and had a fight against Houston Alexander when cut shortly after because, let's face it, he couldn't cut it in the biggest promotion in the world. But now with Bellator, he was fighting his former partner in, well, in promoting backyard fistfight in Miami. So, yeah, so he was fighting fighting Data 5000. And it was probably the worst fight, uh, if you call that a fight, or a hug fest, or two guys that couldn't stand, a lo- stand up, uh, a phantom punch went to the finish. Basically, that of 5,000 in the third round couldn't stand up anymore, just stumble over, let it face planted, almost knocked himself out, basically, in that fight. Kimbo, at some point, just literally fell to his knees in that of 5,000, didn't know what to do, so kind of followed him, like, all right, you go in there, I'll, I'll just follow you. Then... Like it's like a pushing match, that a five thousand falls, Kimbo mounts him, but does shit doesn't do nothing with the mount. Then what happens after? Referee P. John McCarthy stands them both up. The first ever stand up from full mount, I believe, in the history of MMA, and probably the last one. Yes, it's an eye probably I know, but it was that bad and that sad. And unfortunately, the fight after Ken Shamrock versus Royce Gracie, uh, a fight that Ken Shamrock has wanted for a long, long time. He was really motivated. And if you looked at the body, his, his body, coming into this fight, it was really shredded. It was ripped. Okay, he was old ripped. It was sagging here and there. But that's when you're a 50-year-old dude, what do you want to do? There's nothing you can do with that. He was as best shape as he could be in. And leaner than before, not as jacked up, but more ripped, more lean, more, uh, it probably more cardio good shape. And that's the biggest difference between those ones. And uh, Kimbo and Dada that had no cardio whatsoever. But in the last fight of the night, the main event, Royce Grace, Royce Grace versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, well, 
Dwayne all the way down. Uh, it looked like a kickboxing match with Royce Grace showing his little kicks that he improved over the years. It's 10 years, well, 11 years after he fought Matt Hughes in the UFC in his fight prior to that. And like 20-something years after UFC won, what happened in 1993, people. So we're, we're long ways away from Royce Gracie's prime. Like, there's no... Like, th- there's no reason that fight should actually take place, and unfortunately, it's in Texas. And just to let you know how not uh, non-serious or different, or maybe not as regulated this uh, the fighting association or more uh, the actual commission in Texas. So they let Hoist Gracie fight without even taped hands. He only had his glove on because he wanted to grapple, and actually, there was no grappling at all basically in that match. It's with little. So, a little kickboxing match. Then Hoist Gracie knees Ken Shamrock in the groin. Ref didn't see it. Takes him down. Kind of side mounts him and start hammer fist to the face. Referee stops the match. So, in the other term, you could say that low blow by Hoist Gracie. The ref didn't see it. Oh, he takes him down. Goes for the pin. The one, two, three. Oh, he'll win by Hoist Gracie. Cheated. That is gonna lead to another match with no DQ, probably. That's the feeling I got. So we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. But unfortunately, it's a it's a hard feeling. Then after the the actual stoppage of the fight, Ken Shamrock gets up, yells at the referee. Ah, he did it on purpose. He he hit me in the nuts. He did it on purpose. Then he calms himself down. He's like, oh, it happened. The ref didn't see it. It's a mistake. I shouldn't have gotten mad at Royce. Uh, anyways, I'm really disappointed. I'm disappointed. And he was disappointed. That is the whole post-fight interview with Ken Shamrock. And you know what? I felt disappointed that I wasted my Friday night watching this MMA show, or better known as a freak show, on Spike TV last night. So unfortunately, it wasn't a glorious night for MMA last night. Let's move on to... WWE Fastlane 2016 on the road to WrestleMania star sign in Dallas, Texas coming up in a month and a half but before that this Sunday we have Kalisto versus Alberto Del Rio in the pre-show match two out of three falls which actually kind of makes sense because the way they beat each other in the run up to this match it actually kind of makes sense that stipulation if you go 50-50 heading into a pay-per-view match and well you kind of need two wins so it makes sense and I, I, I hope they have time on that pre-show for that match don't let the pre-show panel talk too much put on a great match and make People feel bad that when the pay-per-view starts and be like, you know what? You missed out a great match on the pre-show on the WWE Network. It was a great two out of three fall, a classic between Kalisto and Mr. ADR, and you missed it. So subscribe now. And on top of it, it would have been cheaper if you would have subscribed to the WWE Network. So that's kind of the the feeling I would love for them to go with that pre-show type of match. All right. We don't know the actual order of the rest of the pay-per-view yet, but uh, I'll go with what I believe will be the order. I have a feeling this show is going to start with Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Kevin Owens has lost a couple of matches against Dolph Ziggler in the run-up to this match. So I do believe Kevin Owens will be booked strong uh, to actually go over Ziggler, retain that championship that he won last Monday in a Fatal Five way, which uh, kind of was a great match. The way they booked it, they got rid of other 
people. Yes, I know Stardust was in it. It doesn't matter. But they got rid of them. So Owens and Ziggler was really highlighted with Ambrose in that match. And Kevin Owens was able to win that without pinning Dean. So Dean still looks strong without that strap to make him move on to bigger and better things. Maybe or at least gives the impression that he might move on to bigger and better things in Sunday or maybe WrestleMania. So at least it gives that impression. It gives that little, uh, well, who doesn't know? There's a, it might be up in the air what they're going with if Reigns wins or not because Ambrose is not the IC title holder anymore. So that's a good way to look at it. And Kevin Owens really does wonders for that belt. He elevates that belt in the way he treats it. The only real full heel, I believe, in WWE right now is Kevin Owens. The way he does everything right when he talks, how he talks, how he handles himself, how he has a great chemistry with Michael Cole. The way he does great things last uh Thursday or Wednesday on SmackDown, depending on when you're where, where you're watching in Canada and United States. But uh, Moro Ronaldo, unfortunately, was ill, so Michael Cole was there. And just that beginning jib and jabber from Kevin Owens and Michael Cole is just gold all the time. So I really love the way Kevin Owens is doing wonders for that belt, elevating that belt. And that belt is becoming... Uh, Kevin Owens might be elevating that belt to a bigger status. Not as much as the uh, IWGP IC title belt, but it's bigger and better than it was. And unfortunately, right now, it's bigger and better than the U.S. title belt. So at least they differentiated those two by uh, the booking last couple of months. So I believe Kevin Owens will win that match quite strongly to make it move on to a great... T- uh, Probably program with either AJ Styles or maybe a up-and-coming Sami Zayn. Well, I do believe Sami Zayn, well, we know he's fighting Nakamura on uh, the NXT uh, WrestleMania. But uh, So maybe after WrestleMania, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will have a long program. I do expect that to happen. But maybe Kevin Owens, AJ Styles for WrestleMania or something that would make sense. It's a, a high-profile match for both. And uh, Kevin Owens talked about hashtag KO Mania. It's his first WrestleMania as a participant in the actual matches on the card. And KO Mania starts, well, next month. So Kevin Owens will go over Dolph Ziggler, in my opinion. All right, then we have a couple of uh, of, of options we can go through. Maybe it's going to be the right back Big Show Kane versus Wyatt Family and uh, the, that uh, six-man tag team. That's a good possibility because it's a, a nowhere match. You can put it there. I do believe it's just a earlier you put this match on the card, you make the Wyatt family get forget a little bit because I do believe they're going to have an impact in the, in the main event of this pay-per-view. So, uh, right back, Big Show Kane. It's basically the Wyatts were going to destroy the Titans of the WWE to uh, build up the Wyatts to a potential strong WrestleMania program versus, who knows, Brock Lesnar or maybe something else. But I do believe they will have something to say in the main event of this pay-per-view. We will see that later on, especially the fact that Bray Wyatt is not in the actual match. It's Harper, Rowan, and Strowman. Uh, Wyatt is uh, like the manager type of thing. And that's what I love. Uh, that's the way to go with this program, with this faction. Wyatt needs to wrestle very sporadically, only on pay-per-view. He should be the manager. He should send his goons to do his bidding and only get in the ring when it's, well, time to give his money. So pay-per-view only. You should pay to see Bray Wyatt wrestle not because he's that good but because you can build that up and it would be something different on this card expect the wife family to go over where they go after this i do have a feeling it's a becky lynch sasha banks versus team bad naomi and tamina 
I believe that's going to be the match after. Or maybe not, but who cares? So, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks on Monday, or on SmackDown, basically. Uh, Sasha Banks got a one-on-one match versus Tamina. Naomi interfered, and they beat up Sasha Banks. Becky Lynch came for the save. You know what? Speaking of SmackDown, it really, SmackDown really felt like the go-home show this week and not Raw. And it's kind of cool because uh, it gives more importance to SmackDown. It makes me watch SmackDown. And SmackDown is two hours long instead of three. And it gives you the highlight of Raw if you missed him. So you know what? I might start watching SmackDown instead of Raw if things continue in the same vein. But Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks had a, a like a run-in. Uh, Becky Lynch came to save Sasha Banks. And Becky, uh, Sasha pushed Becky. Like, fuck off. I don't need you. I'm my own boss. I'm the boss, bitch. So I don't need you. So they go in the back and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Becky comes to see Sasha and be like, Sasha, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose a fast line. Because that's on the road to WrestleMania. And if they win, they'll get the momentum and they'll be able to do big things at WrestleMania. I want to be in that spot, you know, girl. And Becky Lynch, uh, Sasha Banks replied, you know what? I don't like to lose either. So why not team up and get along and kick their asses? So Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, babyface tag team versus team bad. Of course, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks are going to go over and expect then things to go Banks, Charlotte, and maybe Becky Lynch WrestleMania or Banks and Charlotte and Becky Lynch in another faction or we'll see. But uh, speaking of women's match, Charlotte, the champion, versus accompanied by Ric Flair versus Brie Bella. Brie Bella will have the whole Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson vibe baby face aspect. She's going to do a couple of his moves for sure and she will be total baby face. And Charlotte is going to get a lot of heel heat by destroying Brie Bella. By really becoming a heel fully. Embracing it. And becoming better in her character as a heel. And eventually I do believe she's going to turn on her father. And make her father like the the pity, uh, the pity figure. And she's going to get more heel heat. So I do believe Charlotte's going to be a great, if not a great, maybe the greatest heel champion in the history. Well, on the women's side. Of this company. And I think that could happen. If she actually eventually. Maybe at WrestleMania. Turn on Ric Flair. And destroy him or something. That would be just awesome. But uh, Charlotte's going to go over Brie Bella. And expect Charlotte to face Becky Lynch. And Sasha Banks. Maybe in the three way. Or for sure Sasha. At WrestleMania. That really really makes sense. The only match left. Before the main event people. It's a match that. Uh, almost a dream match in a way. AJ Styles' second pay-per-view appearance after debuting in the Royal Rumble last month in the third spot of that Royal Rumble match. AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, versus Chris Jericho. I do love how Chris Jericho is putting AJ Styles over in his promo. How he does everything right, the little instinct, the little uh, way to put him over before trying to create animosity between the two i do expect a chris jericho full heel turn on sunday it's been hinted or actually seen it already but i do believe he's gonna be really hyped up in that pay-per-view match expect a great match aj styles first pay-per-view singles match and so far the matches that he had with chris jericho were good were great but they were not like at the caliber that we know aj styles can do and expect this singles match the last one in the pay-per-view setting before WrestleMania to set the table for what AJ Styles could provide at WrestleMania in front of that type of crowd, in front of that type of audience. Tokyo Dome type of style matches probably for AJ Styles at WrestleMania. But 
is going to start Sunday at Fastlane, which I do believe AJ Styles and Chris Jericho has the potential to steal match of the night, to, to steal the spotlight off Ambrose, Reigns, and Lesnar, and be able to create something special and get AJ Styles even more over. Because if you watch a dirt sheet, listen to the dirt wall. Watch a dirt sheet, uh, listen to Wrestling Observer Radio and all those great programming, great website and news available in wrestling. You know that on the house shows, it's AJ Styles that's more one of the most over. He gets one of the biggest pop. And because of that thing, I do believe they're going to try to hype him up. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm just naive, which is a great possibility. But uh, look for a great match. AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. I do believe, if not, they better put AJ Styles over. Otherwise, man, it's just a wasted opportunity. So AJ Styles needs to go over. And now, on to the main event of Fastlane 2016. Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, brother versus brother versus beast. Will we see a heel turn by Ambrose? It's been hinted, and that, oh, Dirty Deeds, oh, I'm just kidding, man, but we need to get ready for WrestleMania, you need to, you need to get ready, uh, Roman, that little tease on Monday, then that little, uh, we're good, we're good on Thursday, we're good on SmackDown, yeah, we're good together, together, we can do good things on Sunday, we'll see, and uh, Roman Reigns, of course, was attacked by the Dudley Boys, which turned heel a couple of weeks ago. I love the Dudley Boys promo style. It's like Bully Ray has come to the WWE after all. Uh, outside of their gear, outside of the Dudley Boys accoutrement that are still wearing, I do believe that they can eventually morph and transition to a more normal type of way to dress that suits their heel characters that are developing. Well, they're, they're developed already. But it's the heel character of Bully Ray that slowly the WWE Universe is discovering right now. And the way they give promos, tables retired. I love the fact that they're not going to use table anymore because that really gets a lot of heat with the fans because that's what they're known for. It's like if Stone Cold comes back and says, fuck you people, I'm not doing stunners anymore. He's going to get heat. That's exactly the same principle. And I love what the Dudley boys are doing with this. So uh, Eamon shakes Roman's reins. And after hyping up Mr. Badass Samoan, they're really trying to put the fact that he's Samoan over. Dudley Boys said it in the match. Dudley Boys like, come on, get your Samoan ass here. Get your Samoan ass in the ring. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I love the fact that Dudley Boys attacked Roman Reigns after he shook Paul Heyman's hand. And uh, yeah, that's when Ambrose came for the save. And then after he saved him, like, teased a dirty deeds on Roman Reigns and Reigns got away but at the end then they're smirked I'm like oh I better get ready for Wrestlemania but anyways so will Dean Ambrose turn on Sunday maybe Roman Reigns turns will Brock Lesnar destroy and go on to face Triple H when Roman Reigns win and go on to face Triple H or would Dean Ambrose win and go on to face Triple H uh yeah if you're a betting man bet on Roman Reigns but you know what Lately, they've been switching things here and there, and it might be up in the air. Things are always changing, but I do believe Roman Reigns will be the winner. I do believe the White family will have something to say to eliminate Brock Lesnar or just to get him a, a be, to become a non-factor in that match, and maybe Dean Ambrose turns on Roman Reigns, or maybe Roman Reigns turns on Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns will go uh, like a screw job type of thing at WrestleMania with Triple H and will get a lot of heat. Or There's a lot of things possible. We'll see what happens. But if you're a betting man, put that little old $2 on Roman Reigns to be the winner 
and the number one contender coming out of WWE Fastlane. Hope you like the show. You can reach us at sportspodcastingnetwork at gmail.com. And for all your sports podcasting pleasures, go to sportspodcastingnetwork.com where you can find Gridiron Radio, Hardwood Radio, a plethora of soccer shows that covers every single part of the soccer pyramid if you're a soccer fan. Great Kevin Talk Cycling, Five Rings Podcast, Amateur and Olympic Sports Show. Sports Podcasting Network is your place to be if you are a sports on-demand audio fanatic. SportsPodcastingNetwork.com I'm Kevin Laramie, and until next time, take that bump. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us sportspodcastingnetwork.com